Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. Today's episode is sponsored by Let's Make Art. We have spoken about them a few times and we hope you have checked them out. They are a revolutionary crafting company that aims to help everyone to channel their inner artist, whether you are three or 63, which I love that. And I've ordered a few things for my kids and it's been really fun. And honestly, I've actually kind of really gotten into it. I would have told you before that I didn't have an inner artist, but there's something really calming, especially with the watercolor pieces that I've done. We've done some snowmen and some penguins. It's been really fun. They do have subscription boxes, but you can also buy separate pieces too. The kids art boxes are really cool. They're monthly and they provide an experience for your little artist to be brave kind and creative. Um, It brings you supplies, step-by-step instructions, and a free video tutorial. So it helps, you know, just take the guesswork out of kids' art and also your art so you can do adult subscriptions as well. Check them out and you'll receive 20% off with our link. It's zen.ai slash girl I slept in my makeup. And we will put that link in our show notes as well. And yeah, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week. Uh, Today, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Monica DeMarin, and she is a coach with the Proctor Gallagher Institute. And what that means is their coaching program is designed to help you understand and apply the principles and concepts necessary to create a thriving life. And it's just really interesting to dive more in depth with Monica on this. We're excited for you guys to hear what all she does. And we get a little, you know, coaching ourselves, but we are excited for you to get to know Monica. She used to watch Bob Proctor from afar. And then one day she actually attended one of his seminars and her life has never been the same. And I don't want to give too much away. So we will just jump right in and get to know her. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did. And at the end, make sure you're taking notes throughout the whole time, but at the end, make sure you write down where you can find her and hire her as your coach. Thanks so much. Hey sisters. Hey, (laughs) welcome to another week. We are so excited to bring you an amazing guest. Welcome Monica. Thanks Megan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. And I met Monica lucky enough through my best friend, Mikey. Um, she works for the Proctor Gallagher Institute, like I've mentioned. So Monica, I'd love to just start out with you letting us know how you ended up with Proctor Gallagher Institute, um, where you came from and yeah, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. Great. Thanks. Well, first off, I mean, my journey has transitioned over the years. I've been with the Proctor Gallagher for almost seven years coming September. And prior to that, I was a hairstylist for 18 years. And I always loved helping people. I loved helping people make them feel good on the outside and helping them feel better about how they were looking. And I did that for 18 years. My clients became my family. You know, I built up a talented um, business. I had a lot of clients that trusted and respected me, but I got to a point in my career, Megan, where I felt like I wanted to 
give them more, not just them, but more out to the entire world. I just felt like I was putting a lid on my potential. And I thought, okay, that's weird. Like this is something I can do for the rest of my life as a hairstylist and continue to grow and expand and train more other um, stylists. But I just felt like there was a bigger inner calling and I had that awakening, you know? Um, So for me, I just started to look and observe what was going on in my life. And I grew up not taking risks. You know, our family um, was middle-class, you know, great family environment, but we were not raised to take risks or be bold. You know, we were told to play it safe. And especially when it came to income, I was always capped, you know, trading my time for money. And I wanted to expand that at that point. I was, um, by the time the business said and done, I was earning about 25,000 a year. So I was working really, really hard to earn money. And, um, I got into self-development more books and I'm thinking what's going on here. I'm reading all these books. My results aren't changing. And I fell in love with the mindset part of my journey. And I came across, um, I have three boys, three beautiful boys. I'm supported by an amazing husband and my last son's birth was my rebirth. I say that very often because he literally, his birth awakened me. It was very traumatic. Uh, one of us, we're not going to make it. We both have. Okay. But in that moment, I, um, I remember being there and it's an emergency cesarean. And I remember being there and I was on the table and it was very traumatic, but I just remember time standing still. Yeah. And I remember being there saying, God, if I make this, my, my make this out here and I'm alive and my, and my child, I didn't know if I was having a boy or girl save us both. And I will create something big. I will use me as service and I will help a lot more people out. And it was just like time kind of stood still. So after that son, I was in, after I got my chills. Son, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was literally, it was honestly this defining moment where I felt like, you know, Christ consciousness, God's consciousness, universe, spirit, God, whatever word resonates with the people listening, it came to me. And I took that moment as we don't have all this time in the world. It can be taken at any time. So from there, prior to that, I was feeling sorry for myself. I played the victim mode. I'm like, why is not, why is my life this way? I, you know, everything on the outside looked great. However, Mm -hmm. on the inside, I was screaming for help. I'm like, I need to kind of get my life on a different level. Yeah. It wasn't horrible. It was just, I was so dissatisfied because I know I could be doing more. Yeah. So anyhow, um, shortly after my last son's birth, Bob Proctor from the Proctor Gallagher worldwide phenomenon in the human development and success realm, he came to my hometown and my wow. husband got an email and it was a personal invite. So it was a selected group of people. And I don't even know how we got this email. You know what happens, right? You, wow. you start asking for help and it starts showing up, right? Wow. So I did not want to go. My husband was encouraging me to go. He said, let's go, let's go. And I thought, wait a minute, this is something I should do. Cause I've been telling, I'm going to expand and grow. Well, this is part of it. So I kind of got my mind working for me back then. And thank God I went because that was a defining moment of my life where I look back and I went to that event and everything that I heard just resonated with my soul. Like I have the power and the potential in my mind to create anything I want. Our mind is our richest resource, which I knew. I just didn't know how to get in control of it, how to eliminate chaos and confusion, you know, the day to day things that are happening, you know, 
I'm like, how do I get in control? Well, everything that I heard in that event really resonated with me. And I remember being there. I had all like my jogging pants on. I put on a cleaner pair of jogging pants. I was <laughs> like you're holding yours, right? Yeah. And right now as we're talking. Exactly. And I just remember sitting there at the back of that event in that room. And I remember seeing a woman at the front and she was so put together. She looked so successful. She had a smile on her face. I'm like that, whatever that is, I'm going to become that. And it was just (laughs) the outside image, right? But it portrayed this image in my mind that what she has, I can also have. Why not? Yeah. And that started my journey. And I started to, um, I had a course, I um, invested in a course had a lot of fear investing in myself. Again, I would invest for other people's, my husband and my kids, but for myself, spend money on me, you know, as a mom and as a wife, I was like, no, you know, do it for others. I I did it for me. Mm -hmm. That moment I thought, okay, I'm going to do this for me. And so I spent some real good money on myself and it was the best thing that has ever happened to me. And now I'm here working for seven years and um, I love what I do, I wake up every day so fulfilled, helping myself on a deep emotional level and helping other people out too. I love that. And I never thought about this before, but being a coach like you are, I think goes right in line with being a hairstylist because you yes. probably <laughs> were listening to people's problems all day long while you did their hair. So um, that's so cool how it transitioned. Yeah. Yes. I'm getting inside the mind rather than on the outside. <laughs> now I'm working on their mind or their, their head on the inside. Right. <laughs> I love that. Such an easy transition, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask you just real quick before we get into some questions, you know, I know Bob Proctor, somebody who I've looked up to for years and I know he did pass away this year. And we were so sad to hear that. And I just wanted to touch on that and just see if you had anything. Um, I know you worked with him really closely that you wanted to mention just to remember him by or anything along those lines. Yeah, sure. Well, he's not here with us physically, but he's here. Like I can tap and tune into him. I was very blessed to have many conversations with him and like our are um, the people that follow us and our clients and people that all over the world that studied him from afar, he's still here, right? If we really study the material that he teaches, um, we can tap into that. But one of the best things that Bob has taught me was really giving myself permission to be me. And that's probably the best blessing anyone can give someone. And yeah. he he always told me, he's a Monica, you cannot worry about what anyone else is thinking. You have to be free in order for you to be free. You got to be you and stretch yourself. Don't worry about what's going on. Constantly grow and improve yourself. So giving myself to permission to be me and guiding me and supporting me and being my mentor has been um, a game, game changer for sure. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's- so powerful. Ironically, there's a connection. So, uh, my husband, Chris and I hired a business coach a few years back named Trevor McGregor. He's been on our show, but he, his first business coach was Bob. He's a fellow Canadian Trevor is. And so, um, a lot of his teachings have Bob in them and just the impact that he's made on so many, I can totally see how that that's not going away, even though his physical self is, is gone. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's timeless truths, right? So what he's mm-hmm. teaching is not new. It's been here for so many years. It's just he's bringing it to the surface in such a simplified format that it connects with people. And so whenever you transitioned, so are you still doing hairdressing as well? Or have you fully transitioned? Oh, yeah, no, I fully transitioned. I think um, at the beginning with Bob, and this is a funny story, because <laughs> I knew I wanted to do this. I was a hairstylist for 18 years, owning my own business. And once I did the course within three months, I knew I wanted to coach. Like, I just knew this is what I wanted to do. Well, if you tell Bob a goal, you know, he's going to help you get there as quickly as possible. So within three (laughs) months, I shut down my business. I sent the email off to my client base and told them that I was leaving the industry and stepping into something much bigger, um, you know, a, a transition. So that to me, looking back, I can relate to a lot of people that I talk to and people here listening, they want to do something or they want to be more uh, and, and they want to take that step, but they have a lot of fear. I had a ton of fear. I had a lot of fear because you have to remember, I was used to playing it really safe for so many years and I did not know how to release the past, you know, that that's our, that's our best teacher and to really step into our power. But when I did within three months, I transitioned over and I took it one day at a time, one step at a time. I had to learn the skills that other people that were, that were, you know, winning at this, I could learn those skills. I had to learn and study. I mean, there's, um, there's a quote out there is it says what you do in private, you get paid in public. So I was up late at night. I mean, you got to remember back then I had a little tiny one. I just gave birth. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was probably at that point when I was in certain PGI, he was about 12 months old or just under. So, you know, I was very busy with my three kids and uh, my husband and supporting him. So I was up late at night, getting up early. I was doing everything I could, but we talk about desire. When you have Mm -hmm. desire, you have that high octane energy that's going to fuel your heart, that's going to fuel your soul to do the things that most people are not willing to do. So I was doing these things. I was learning the skills. I was developing character. I was building my self-image because I was shy. I had a terrible self-image, you know, but I had to work on that and develop that and grow 1% better every single day to get to where I am today. Love it. So how does it work exactly? Do you take more like one-on-one clients? Are y'all doing big events? Like what, what does it all entail? We haven't done any live events since the pandemic, uh, but um, we will open that back up. I just don't know when. So you can always look on our website um, for upcoming events. Just right now, there's nothing on our calendar. And we work mainly with groups of people. The synergy of a group is very powerful. So you want the environment. When I got in this environment, the environment was the biggest thing that has helped me stay in the game and wake up every day, improving myself because I saw other people improving themselves. So we mostly do groups. Okay. There is um, some one-on-one options, but it's very, very rare. It's actually much better if we do group coaching because that's how Bob developed it. So I always tell people, you know, do you want to be coached your way or do you want to be coached our way? Cause our way works. And yeah. that's how, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when people come to you, what are their, just so like, if someone's listening, they have no idea what y'all do and what it's all about. What are people coming to y'all for? Is it like to get better in their business, to grow just like their relation? Yeah. All of the above, you know, 
any areas of your life, personal, professional, spiritual, health, relationships, um, you know, really discovering your purpose, understanding you, studying you. Basically, I tell everyone, if you have a goal that you want to accomplish, we can show you how to get there. hundred percent. It's a system. Success is not a secret. It's a system. When you follow that proven system, you're going to win. So it's for anyone. It really is. Anyone that wants to grow and expand and tap more into the power, we have the material to help you get there. And when you say yeah. group sessions, are you meaning, uh, is it virtual or y'all going like on a weekend yeah. trip? No, everything virtual. is virtual. Yeah. Everything okay. is virtual. Yeah. So it's very easy. You can take it anywhere with you. So it's super easy. Yeah. We make it usable for anyone all over the world because our clients are all over the world. Yeah. I was curious if y'all do, cause I've heard of mastermind weekends, you know, where they like go to a certain location and they all go and stay in this like really cool place. I was just curious if that's something y'all. Yeah, we have done that in the past. We have three day events, um, you know, 3%, 1%. We've done those. It's just, um, right now we don't have those events in our calendar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure COVID kind of Monica. <laughs> yeah. COVID, <laughs> um, you kind of mentioned something that I'm just curious. So you said most people don't kind of tap in and don't do the work. And I think I heard a, actually, I think our business coach told us at one point, I don't, I might get this wrong, but it's like one to 2% of the world or something actually taps in and, and succeeds in that way. And so it's kind of a two-part question I have is one, why do you think that is that so little of us do this. And then the second part is actually, I forgot the second part. (laughs) So why do you think it is that the majority of us humans all across the world, why do, do we not tap into our full potential? Okay. Yeah. Let me answer that. I mean, maybe your other question will come up because they go, uh, people don't tap into their potential because a couple of a few things, number one, they're letting their present reality or situation control and dictate. Can I actually do this? Can I actually do this? My bank account says this, I want to start a business or my body looks like this. I want to get healthy and fit, or there's no love of my life. There's no great men or women around. How am I going to find that? Right? So they're letting what's going on outside the world dictate if they can do that. The second thing is their image, their self-image, your self-image. This is the most important step in me, in my opinion, in my journey is the opinion that you have of yourself. If you don't see yourself as successful, if you don't see yourself as winning or as healthy and fit or, uh, you know, with the relationship, whatever that is, you're not going to have that. So you're blocking off your image. You cannot go beyond your current image. You cannot outperform it. So their image and how they view themselves or compare themselves to other people are saying, I can't do this again. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking really small. Most people are thinking so tiny, they're living within a box. So we call it a paradigm in Mm -hmm. Dr. Gallagher. And that's a term that probably a lot of people have heard in their life. A paradigm is a multitude of habits and beliefs that we have stored in a section of our subconscious mind. And it it controls everything in your life. It controls your business, your relationships, your health, your income, everything. And it its job is to hold you back. The paradigm is the limiting beliefs. 
It's the limitations. It's a, it's the scarcity mindset. It's saying, oh, I want to do this, but, 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 but comes in. So it's our belief system that we have about ourselves and it's stopping most people from moving forward. And in order to change and move forward, you're going to have to replace your belief into a new, new belief that's going to serve where you want to go. And that's where most people get stuck. They don't know how to push past those barriers. They stay within this cage. They don't don't know how to rattle these cages and get outside of it and work in a much bigger box. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's, I want to do too many things. And so I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. (laughs) So then it's like, oh, I can't do anything because I want too many things. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's Um, great. I mean, obviously you're very creative. I have, you're very idea driven and uh, that's great. So in your case, if anyone's listening and even for yourself, what you want to do is write the list of all the things you want to do, have all your ideas of all the things you want to do, write them down and pick out the one that stands out the most, the one that's going to cause the most amount of impact and create the most amount of growth. Basically, whatever is going to be the bigger one that you're resisting the most, there's going to be one on there that's you're going to get you kind of scared and excited and you want to resist that one. That's the one you should actually go after because that's going to that's the goal is going to cause you to grow. It's going to cause you to tap into a different mindset in order for you to achieve those goals, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. How really? Yeah, sorry. I was going to ask about um, when you mentioned self-image, that's been a big thing that I've tried to kind of tackle even myself. Do you have any tips of how you kind of changed your self-image? Because I know you said your self-image used to be different than it is now. Yeah, I mean... Gosh, you have three hours here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. About self-image. I'm a totally different person where I am today. I mean, I used to be overweight. I used to have a terrible self-image. I did not like looking in the mirror. You know, I had my past was haunting me. And there's so much to do in terms of self-image work. However, we can simplify this so you can keep focused and stay committed to working on you. And if you're wondering where your self-image is at, all you have to do is look at your results right now. Your self-image is as an expression of what's going on the outside of you in your health, like again, your, your results, all of your results, look at all areas of your life. No results will be bigger than your image that you have right now. So most people are afraid to grow because they have to go deep within themselves, get honest and constantly be working on themselves facing their fears and turning them into their biggest strengths. So the first thing that you want to do is really take a look and get clear on what you want. I like to do an exercise of writing your limiting beliefs, the negatives. What are all the things you don't like about yourself? Write them down, get them out of you. It's like this spiritual goodbye to these limiting beliefs because we all know what we don't like about ourselves. That's very clear. Okay. We're, we know that that comes very easily. Mm-hmm. So if you know what you don't want, you want to take another piece of paper and write down the polar opposite, use the law of polarities and rewrite the negative into the positive. And that's actually who you want to become. And with that negative release, that image, say goodbye, rip it up, burn it, have a spiritual goodbye to it and fully and fully be present when you're saying goodbye to that piece of paper. And Because when you write down the negative into the positive, that positive is is the true essence of who you want to be. And then from that moment, when you're clear on what you want, 
And then you want to use auto suggestion. This is a tool that I've used since day one here on my journey that has shifted me so quickly. And auto suggestion, if you don't know what that is, is a suggestion to yourself from yourself. So it's repetition. You know, we, we have a phrase that says, I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm healthy, wealthy, da, 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 all the things that you want to say. I'm so happy and grateful now that, so you're writing it out in the present tense. This is very, very important. The subconscious mind can accept any idea. Okay. It doesn't know what's real or imagined. You get to put anything you want in there. So as you auto suggest what you want over and over and over again, you're going to start to change the way you're feeling on the inside because you're adopting a new belief system. We're suggesting to ourselves all day long right now. Okay. We're suggesting there's inner self-talk that's going on. We want to teach you, or I would, I would love to teach anyone I'm talking to is how to consciously create the thoughts that they want to create and stay in their power all day long. I often say this, and I've talked to Mikey about this too. Self-respect is being in your power all day long and ending the day, you staying in your power. That means you're in control of your mind Yeah. and having that self-love that you honor yourself so much that you're giving yourself self-love. You're giving yourself that nourishment, that love. It's not about being selfless. You know, you become better as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a coach, all areas of your life become better. So when you go deep within yourself, working on your image, and that was a three-step, very simple process for you, you commit and you build up that consistency and that discipline and you see yourself, you set yourself free, you open your heart, amazing things start to happen. Like imagine if all day long, if you were in control and only thought what you wanted all day long, imagine how yeah. your day would go. <laughs> it's so true. I actually did this exercise at y'all's last, at uh, your abundance workshop. Yeah. And it's funny how crazy our minds go back to like not doing the auto suggestion. It's yeah. definitely like daily work to change whatever negative thought comes in to, you know, the positive side. It's wild how much our mind wants to go to the negative. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, and, and that happens, Megan, like that yeah. happens. You constantly have to, I call it reframing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to constantly have to reframe and pivot your thoughts and pivot and reframe and reframe and reframe. You may feel like you're doing it every minute. And then if you keep doing it and auto suggesting what you want the week after it's going to be every 10 minutes and the week after it's going to be every hour, those gaps will become bigger. And then the gaps from where you are to where you want to go become smaller because you're working on the right things and you're getting in control of your mind. Gosh, that's such good stuff. I'm like, listener, do you have your pen and paper out? Yeah. Um, You actually, Monica did end up answering my second part question. It was about the paradigm, but I also, so the self-image thing, I think I agree with you. It's huge. And then I I was watching part of Bob's video and he dove into the ABC goals. Are you able to speak more on that? Cause that was really kind of mind opening to me about specifically kind of the C goals. Can you speak more on that? Yeah, absolutely. So we call at the Proctor Gallagher, there's A, B and C type goals And A goals are goals that you have already achieved. So let's say, you know, you ran a marathon and you want to 
you set a goal to write, to run another marathon. Well, you've already done that. So that's a goal. And a goal is a goal that you've already achieved. So there's not a lot of growth. You may feel a little bit better here and there, but there's not a huge amount of growth. A B type goal is a goal that you've never achieved, but you probably know that you can. So these are the goals that if I do this, this, and that I'll achieve this. Okay. The C type goals. These are the goals that you have no idea how you're going to achieve. You really want it. You have no idea. Like you have absolutely no clue. There's no strategy. You have no idea, but you want it so bad that it's going to cause you to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where the growth happens. The C type goals is going to require you to grow. It's going to require you to use your imagination and tap into what do I need to do? What kind of resource? It's going to require you to you require you to tap into your higher mental faculties, which is your perception, your will, your memory, your intuition, your reasoning factor, your will, you're going to have to tap into these faculties that we naturally have and build those muscles. So those are the C type goals. For example, when I started, I was earning 25,000 a year. And my goal was to hit a million dollars. And I had no idea how I was going to do that. Like, that was so Mm -hmm. foreign to me, it was so big. And I thought, okay, I have no idea. I put my head down and I went to work. I went to build my discipline. I worked on my mindset. I worked on my image was the most important thing. And I start to show up as my most successful self, even though my results weren't there. So the C type goal was causing me to use my imagination. Okay. If I was earning a million dollars, how would I feel? You know, what would I look like? What kind of conversations would I have? What kind of mentorship would I have? What kind of friends would I have? What would I remove that's not serving me in my life? And I started to think and act like that person. And thinking and acting is, I didn't really connect to thinking and acting until I started to observe me when I instead transitioned from thinking and acting to what vibration, what frequency is a powerful woman in her power earning a million dollars? What vibration is she at? What type of energy is she at? I started to tap into that using my imagination, raising my vibration because everything is energy, everything, absolutely everything is energy. So I started to really get um, aware of learning how to build that up and build that mental endurance. And that's how I transitioned. So when I earned my first million, you know, once I got there, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm here. I've been here in my mind yeah. for a long time. Now it's here. It's no big deal. So yeah. you're living from that end state. So do you ever just- have, sorry, I just wanted to go off that with, do you ever experience like guilt with making money? I know that sounds crazy, but I, I don't know. I think I I've had this belief that only men are supposed to be like successful and wealthy or something, because the more money I make, the more guilt I feel. And I think that's super weird. And I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I used to feel very guilty. Number one, as a, as a mom thinking, Oh my God, uh, you know, if I reach my goal, it's going to take time away from my kids. Who am I to, and how can I be a great mom and a wife and still build this business? So I had a lot of that guilt and I shifted that belief of, you know what, I'm doing this for them. 
Yeah. And earning money, um, one of my um, beliefs growing up was money was not that great. People who had it had like their nose stuck up in the air type thing. So I had to change my relationship with money and how I viewed it. And it is very empower empowering for women nowadays to really earn a lot of money. <laughs> you know, I think in on a global level, I think women are stepping more into their power every day. And that's a phenomenal thing. And really having that as a benchmark for other women, because yeah. it's going to give them permission. But if you're feeling any sort of guilt of increasing your income, this is inner image work that you have to do. And also your relationship with money. Guilt is a very low vibration. You got to take a look at why am I feeling this way about money? Like what is really going on? What underlying belief do I have? Because you have to understand the more money you earn, the more good you're going to do with that money. I love earning money now. Do you know how much I've helped my family out? I've helped other people, charities. I get to do these things. I get to experience life and give my kids things that they would not have done. So you have to take a look at the relationship with it, just like any other relationship with it, you have to improve it. You have to improve your relationship with money. And when Bob told me this, I said, what I, I have, what do you mean by that? I had no idea. I even had a relationship with money. It made no sense to me. And then when he said, no, you have a terrible relationship with, you have to heal it. You got to get, remove the scarcity and the guilt that you're feeling to create abundance. So no guilt, like no <laughs> guilt. Be free if you want it means you have the talent and ability inside of you to create it. You got to own your power, but do the inner work so you don't feel those emotions because it's only going to get you to stop in your tracks when you're on that cusp of the breakthrough moment. That's usually what happens. You're right, 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 ready to break through. And then these beliefs get so strong. The paradigm gets so strong that it knocks you back. And then you got to do all this work to get back up, up there. It's going to hit again and you got to push through that. So you might as well just push through it and work on the things and be intentional and be purposeful throughout the day. So we basically, we must leave the ordinary everyday consciousness and join and come up to Christ consciousness, God's consciousness, universe consciousness that is abundant. So by you feeling guilty, you're not, you're not being served by the one higher than us. He wants us mm -hmm. to feel and be abundant in all areas of our life. Mm -hmm. no limitations. So hopefully that, that helped you on a few things. Yeah. And I love that because something I actually mentioned to Mikey, not that long ago is a lot of the teaching that I've listened to from you guys. I directly find similarities to what the Bible says in many ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I heard you talk about God in the beginning when you kind of had that moment with your son's birth. How do you kind of relate what you guys teach with also just like spiritual truths and like kind of living out like the life God has planned for you. Mm -hmm. It's in everything that we do, but yes, we're very similar to what has been being preached for sure. So I live in it as best as I can every day. That's why I'm constantly improving myself and my awareness so I can become more aware of what's the power that's available to all of us. Like right now, all of us here. Okay. We're all creating our future right now in the present. You and I are all creating our future, how we're feeling and seeing ourselves right now in this present moment. Power over time is being in control of that. Knowing that we have access to all the power available in the kingdom is available to us. We just got to get connected to that. Mm -hmm. So I, I integrate it in everything that I do. We call it a standard. 
in, in PGI. And Arash is a great friend of mine. He was Bob's top right-hand man. And Arash calls the standard. And it's true. We have to hold ourselves to a standard. We have to hold it and hold it and hold it. And we bring everyone else up to our standard. So we have to lead by example. We have to become great leaders. Doesn't matter where you're at in your life. Doesn't matter if, if freedom can mean many different things, freedom on your terms, whatever that means. Well, you have to lead by example. And then you start to lead by example, you get in control, you do the internal shift, the external shift will happen automatically, you start bringing other people up to you. And the right people will stay the ones that are, not you know, they won't hang around too much. And that's fine. Too. You have to be okay with that. Yeah, that's so good. So I have a question about and I mentioned this a little bit on the last podcast, because it was a question that was posed that I've never thought about. And with my personality, I feel like I, I I do have like an achiever personality, but I also crave like peace and harmony. And so it was asked, you know, are you being content or complacent complacent? And I had never thought about the difference between the two. And so I'm just curious, because I'm sure there's other personalities out there like me, <laughs> maybe listening, but like, are you, cause I do also have the underlying belief that like this life is all about, we should never not be learning and growing. Like that's what life is about. Um, but do you ever get to a place where, cause I feel like I kind of go through this wave of like, I'm on fire and I'm setting the goals and I'm, you know, really working hard at growing towards something, whatever that might be, whether it's financial or spiritual or whatever. Um, but is it okay to be content as well? Like, what are your thoughts around that? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Okay. Cause I used okay. to say yes, but Lauren, it's okay to take a break in terms of sometimes you're going and going and going and going and you're building the mental. It takes a lot of energy. Sometimes when you're going and you're on fire and you're going, you're going, you're using a lot of energy, mm-hmm. a lot of mental energy. You have to know what the difference is where I need a break mentally. Mm-hmm. And I need to rest because if I, if I rest, I'm going to come back 10 times stronger. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is when, okay, I just know me and I need a break. The other one is I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and I'm not seeing the results. The results are controlling me. And I'm going like, you're frantically, you're panicking, you're moving towards your goals. And it's, it's, you're still using a lot of energy, but you're coming from an energy that's very heavy draining. So this is where you got to take a step back, say this process is not working or my desire, my goal needs to be tweaked a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're taking your foot off the gas, I think with you, from what you just described, it's, you need a break Mm -hmm. and it's okay to give yourself a break. Like mentally you never leave your goal and your desires and your dreams and your family, like mentally, you never leave those goals, but physically you might be somewhere else. And that's Mm -hmm. okay too. You need to replenish and restore rest is very important part of this process. I mean, if I look at what I do all day long, it takes a lot of mental energy, a lot. Mm -hmm. So I want to have enough at the end of the night for my kids and my family and for me. (laughs) So I have to be conscious of how I'm using it. And you have to, the second part to this is set some boundaries within yourself. You're going to have some core values that you stick around, but then you have the boundaries saying, this is what I'm saying yes to. And this is what I'm saying no to. These are my non-negotiables. And these are the ones I'm not willing to set apart from because I know if I step out of these boundaries, I'm going to be depleted. So you got to, you got to set some boundaries as well for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thank you. (laughs) Love that. 
I love we're just having many coaching sessions right now. I yes. have another I have another problem for you. No. <laughs> okay, I love it. This is why I do what I do. I mean, to me, it's very fulfilling. It's the love of my life. Other than my husband and kids, this material and helping anyone I can come in contact with is is so rewarding. Yeah. I think one of the biggest, I feel like a lot of people, especially so I was born in 89, right? 80s, 90s kids. I feel like really struggle with outside body image, like image, because think about when I was eight years old, that's when I know this sounds so cliche, but like, that's when like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera came out, you know, like it was all about how skinny can you be? And like starting at 15, I literally starved myself, but didn't even know I was doing it. Like to me, it was also when all those fad diets were coming out and huge things. So like my whole life, my whole like young adult life, I spent starving myself. Right. And now I'm in this where I've killed my, um, what's it called? Metabolism. Metabolism. Okay. And I'm in my early thirties and I'm stuck because I'm like, I want to be healthy, but anytime I try to get healthy, it triggers the mindset of going back to like starvation mode. Cause that's what's ingrained in me to be healthy or AKA be skinny. Right. So I'm like, gosh, I can't be the only one struggling, like, you know, being a millennial and, going through this struggle. It's just been, it's just, it's a lot. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to you because, um, I was very overweight and I had, you know, I was, I used to binge like it, I had the opposite. So body image to me was very also something that my, my metabolism was completely messed up. There was one year we went to an event and we were there and Arash and I were looking around and Arash says, God, the image of, we have to all improve our image dramatically. And we really meant it. Like we accepted that idea. We're like, this is where we're at and this is where we need to change. And we went home and we started to work on ourselves and I hired the trainer. I did the nutrition part and I shed the weight. I felt amazing. And it was such a huge transition for me. So number one, I had to change my belief. What did I want it to look like? I had to crystal clear image of that image that I wanted to be. And this binging part was still a deep paradigm within me. Like the behaviors that we have are going to find us. The image, our yeah. old image will constantly find us. That's why some of these paradigms are so deep. Some other, uh, some of them are so, so deep, right to the core. You have to go and get right to them and you got to get truthful with yourself and you have to start telling yourself a new story. It was about, it was last year or a year and a half ago. It was a year and a half ago. I went to a and said, I'm tired of this. I need to face this. And he called it, we're going to slay the dragon. <laughs> I'm like, okay, definitely. We're going to slay this dragon. So it was very simple. I'm going to tell you what he told me to do. This is so simple. You're going to be like, that was it. He literally said, you have to change your attitude towards it and towards yourself. That was it. So I said, what is my attitude towards it? What's my attitude towards binging? Like, what is my truthful attitude towards it? So I got real with myself. I changed my attitude towards it. And I changed my attitude towards myself. And I start to auto suggest this and I start to auto suggest this and I get triggered by stress. Yeah. Binge. Right. So anytime I would feel the stress coming on, I would feel the urge 
And what, like I had to replace that behavior. Well, rather than going into the kitchen, I'm going to do something else. Right. So I'm right. go for a walk, grab a cup of coffee, get outside nature. I'm very mother nature driven. So I love that, especially in the winter in Canada. No, thank you. I'm kind of hibernation <laughs> mode, but I found different things to replace that. However, it was like three months of doing this constantly. And I had the image was slaying the dragon that I'm bigger <laughs> than this paradigm. I'm bigger than this. Not, this is not going to rule me. And it's so far from me. I have, I'm so far from that person. I am free from that. So you can do the same thing, Lauren. You can definitely go back and do the exact same thing I did, but you have to be ready for it. I was ready for it. I was ready for it. And I faced it head on and I slayed that dragon every single day. And then over time, it just got less and less. And now I don't even have any, it's amazing. Like that to me is the biggest win. It's bigger than the millions that I'm earning is way bigger than getting control of that. Cause that used to have me in a mental prison in a loop. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can relate. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think you just named the title of this episode. Slay the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is so powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I feel like we've talked about so much, but Monica, is there anything, let's just think for all of the listeners who might not, um, get to view one of y'all's conferences or sign up. Is there any messages that you want to share with the listeners that are just, whether it's like tips or just messages into the universe that you want to get out? Yeah, sure. The biggest thing that comes to me is, um, if you're thinking small, right now, nothing is small about you. So stop thinking small, accept an idea and get connected to the true essence of who you really are and tap into your power. Because um, I do know that anyone who's listening, including myself in this, that I can do a much better job at seeing myself at a much higher level. And if you want additional help and support, you can go see me on Instagram, on our website. We have so much free content, like, like you guys were saying on our events, we're, we're going to have another one coming up in July. So we give away so much great free content that doesn't matter where you are in your life. You can start out by getting in the right environment and throwing yourself into it and doing the exercises that is necessary. So even though you heard a lot of things on today's podcast, are you actually willing to take away and start doing those things? Are you, are you going to wait for tomorrow or next week or next month? Cause that's going to tell you how you value yourself. If you value yourself, you're going to do them right away. If you don't, and you're going to wait. And that's mm-hmm. what I recommend. Everyone just go for it. I mean, you get one shot here, so you might as well be spending your days being great at it. Yeah. That's so good. And such a good reminder. Like we don't get a, in a practice. We don't, redo this is this is it for all of us so I love that yeah well is there anything else Megan I was just gonna say if you don't mind we'll put it in the show notes but just letting us know where to find you what is your Instagram and what is the website yeah it's a proctorgallagher.com and my Instagram is just my name Monica Demarin you can um, find me right there on on Instagram yeah awesome Well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I feel like my brain was just soaking everything in and I was taking notes and yeah, I just really appreciate you coming on and yeah, we'll close out in prayer. Lauren, do you want to pray or do you want me to? Sure. I can pray. Yeah. Thank you for your time, Monica. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. 
Heavenly Father, we just come to you and thank you. Thank you for this day on life. Thank you for another day with all of our loved ones. Thank you for blessing us and our listeners with Monica. And we just thank you for the work that she is putting out into the world and helping so many others. And we pray that you continue to just work through her and um, just bless so many out there. And I pray that for us and all of our listeners today that you have the power to help us slay any dragon. And I just pray that we slay all of our dragons that are in us and that we get very clear on what those dragons are. And with your power, we know that we can do that and that we truly believe that. And thank you for always being there, being our constant, never leaving us. And anytime that we are feeling weak, we come to you and remind us of that every day. And I just pray that um, most of all, all of our listeners feel loved today and that we all just um, work on our self-image and let us see ourselves through your eyes and let us see others through your eyes and just um, love ourselves unconditionally as you do. Thank you so much. And we love you in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Monica. This was so fun. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Have Thank a great you. day. Okay. Bye listeners. Bye. Talk to you in a couple Bye. weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another week of girl. I slept in my makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com, where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And yeah, make it a great week. God bless.